0: welcome to the spark report john w Davis and pavvy you're watching us live on youtube and you'll be listening to this later on the Windsider podcast network pavvy what's going on my man how you feeling
1: i'm good man how you feeling
0: i'm feeling well i'm feeling well i think it's an appropriate time to talk about the la sparks WNBA free agency they've pretty much made all the moves they're going to make the draft will be coming up in less than six weeks pav so They got some scouting to do with these conference tournaments coming up. And then this NCAA tournament, they'll have several draft picks. But right now they already have 15 players under contract and 15 is the maximum amount of players that you can have in training camp. So the Sparks are looking pretty set with what they're trying to do, barring a few things. So I'll throw it over to you. How are you feeling about the Sparks free agency?
1: Um, man, I know you know a lot of people have had uh, some things to say, uh, you know, obviously with Candace leaving, with you know Chelsea leaving, Uh, but um, like I like I like I said two three episodes ago, honestly, I think it was time. Um, I'm excited to see a new era um, here in um, Los Angeles, and also our moves that they've made. Uh, I like bringing over Zowie B, I like bringing over um Erica, and also about all um intent and purpose in. Intents and purposes, even when I asked Derek Fisher, which we can get into it later, uh, you know, what his vision for the team is with the signings that he made. I can't really argue, you know, with what his vision for the team is. So I'm very excited to see uh, Fisher coach a squad that he put together. Um, you know, the, 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 the uh, other teams that he coached weren't squads that he put together. Those were the squads that were already there from the previous regime and mm-hmm. he came in and tried to you know install what he wanted to do and make it best fit that roster. He finally has the women that he wants on the team and I'm very excited to see how it goes. Personally. What did,
0: what did you think about GM Fishers or sorry, what did you think about coach Fishers assessment of how GM Fisher has done? I asked him that question. What did you think about that?
1: I think I got there after that.
0: I think okay. I had a lot of ideas. Well, let me tell you what he said. He basically he basically said that You know, I thought that he basically said that I thought that GM Fisher did a good job because Coach Fisher is excited to have these pieces, just like you were talking about. You know, just like you were talking about, you know, those are the pieces that the Sparks were excited to have. You know, they were excited to add a guard like Erica Wheeler. They were excited to add a 6'5 post player who can shoot threes like Amanda Zowie B. That's not a position that they've had before. Yes, they've had Candace Parker play in the five last year, and she won defensive player of the year. Yes, they had that, but, you know, that was not ideal for them. Mm-hmm. The ideal for them was not to have Candace Parker be everything at the five. You know, they want to have more height, and that's why a six-five Zowie B is good. You know, Coach Fisher is also excited to have people in training camp who are going to compete, like Bria Holmes and Nia Mm Coffey. One of those players, Coffey, already has a built-in relationship with Coach Latricia Trammell from back in the Stars days, okay? So he's excited about these pieces that they're adding because they're versatile. Derek Fisher, as much as we know Derek Fisher to be, you know – a point guard honestly when he played he didn't always play point guard let's keep it real
1: yeah he he actually spent a lot of time camped out
0: yes he spent a lot of time off the ball
1: yeah uh, that's that's he um
0: and this man is six foot six one he
1: kind of he he kind of played a prototypical role of a point you want when you have a dominant scorer attitude you don't need a point guard who's going to come in there. and you, you don't need Chris Paul who's going to come in there mm-hmm. and dominate the ball. You need somebody who's going to play defense and hit an open three. And that's basically what Derrick Fisher did. And if you needed him to run a set, that was something that he could do. But he could guard both um back uh, positions. And mm-hmm. you knew that he could knock down a open three.
0: And, and yes, do you know what he could really do? He could play his role. Play, play, he could play his role.
1: The players, role. and 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 even you know, because I know people, people a lot, been a lot of discussion. What is he running? What is he running? What is he trying to run here in LA? What is these roster moves don't make any sense? Well, yeah. when I asked him, one of the things that he kept using the word he kept using was versatility. And when you look at this roster, you do have mm-hmm. a lot of interchangeable players and players that can play in multiple ways. One of the things he On mentioned, offense was, and defense, offense and defense. Also, one of the things he mentioned was that he wanted to be able to. To touch the paint, I guess he felt like last year they didn't get enough driving um, looks, and maybe mm-hmm. you know the pick and roll wasn't where it needed to be, which I can kind of agree with that. Uh, I I I I think Erica's first step is definitely quicker than what Chelsea's is, um, and I think mm-hmm. that uh, you know even having Erica and also having Christy Tolliver, they'll be able to get downhill more. Personally, I think they'll be able to get downhill more. Um, so I agree with them. And again, when I look at it's it to me, it seems like he didn't just sign people, he had a vision, he stuck with that vision, and he created the team that he wanted to create to play the solid basketball that he wants to play.
0: I got a trick question for you. Let's see if you can answer it correctly. Who is the most important signing of the Sparks in
1: 2021?
0: NECA. Let me ask the question again because, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Who will be the most important newcomer for the Sparks in twenty twenty one? Newcomer? Yes, who hasn't played for the Sparks recently?
1: Christy Tolliver? Exactly. See, uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, because you said it's signing and. I
0: know I court. didn't say he it right, signed. but yes, I'm trying to get to the point of Christy Tolliver, like she has not played under Derek Fisher. She is a yes. brand new player in this system, and don't tell me. I will argue with anybody who tells me that Chrissy Tolliver is not one of the top 30 players in the WNBA. She is, for sure. She is, because basically that just means she has to be one of the three best players on most teams. And there she are some the teams player. that she is arguably best easily best. the second best player on. Yeah. Or even the best player.
1: Best player on some of them teams.
0: Yeah, she like the is audience. the best player on the Fever. Yeah. You could argue that she is the best player on the Dream. She's probably the second best player on the wings. That's three of the teams right there. Yep. So yeah, you got some of these like top super teams that may have three or four players better than than her. But when you push it all out, she's right there in the mix. This is an all-star. This is a two-time champion, a champion with LA, a champion with Washington. This is a player who has experience being an assistant coach in the NBA. Yeah, I mean, we this is I the mean, type like, of person you want on your team starting, yeah, and like, this is I, the type of person that's going to turn the tide.
1: I think it completely just goes without saying. Like, her the fact that she wasn't there last year, this team would have been a completely different basketball team if she was so on the board. different. I think, for one, one thing last year that we didn't see, whether what, what what that we saw that they kind of lacked was a third ball handler. Mm-hmm. And I think this year they'll always have three ball handlers, well, at least minimum two. No, they're going to have
0: three on the court at all times. Three on the court at all times. Yeah,
1: three, three on the court at all times. Usually, usually they'll, they'll be ball handlers on the court at all times, which is something that I think Derek Fisher wanted last year. I mean, obviously, that's why you go out there and get Christy. so you can put Christy and Chelsea and Candace out there. So, right. again, this team would have been a much, much different team if Christy decided to play in the um bubble last season. A much, much and, different team.
0: Yeah, and now they're giving Christy Tyler more room to work. What is Christy Tolliver like to do? ISO. Right. (laughs) What can she do? ISO and make buckets. She will have the opportunity to do that. Because you know what? Because there is going to be room for isolation in this system because the first year that we covered the Sparks, we saw Chelsea Gray do it quarter after quarter after quarter at the end. And we got a hint that there will be some ISO ball in this system from Chenea Gumbake, who says she's working on her ISO game. So when you got your post player or traditional post player working on her ISO game, then there's going to be an opportunity for a lot of players to do that at certain times.
1: I agree. So again, I, go ahead.
0: Oh, I I'm was just, go. I just, I just want to play a game with you, but go ahead. Okay. I'll get now, my yeah, game ready.
1: No, I was, was going to say like, look, I think it's going to be a very interesting season. I know people are again, I know people do not like Derrick Fisher for reasons that are so outside of basketball. But when you look at the work that this man has put in over these past two years, the first year, I forget what that record was, but I think it was like 22 and 12, something like that. Yes. With a lot of injuries. How it ended was not how the season went. You know, and I think that both years, back-to-back years, how it ended was not exactly how the season went. Nothing. think How yes. it ended left sour taste in people's mouths, especially the first year, you know, with the quote unquote benching of Candace Parker and that being the story, like how Uh it ended was not how the season went. When you look at the work that this man has put in, he has been a consistent winner in Los Angeles with rosters that he didn't necessarily put together and with rosters that weren't necessarily always healthy. So as long as health permits, I expect this basketball team to still be a very good basketball team. Now, will they win the championship? I don't know about that. I don't think that that's the year that they're going to have. Could it? I mean, if, you know, some wild random. They have
0: have a two-year window. They have a two-year window. Everybody on this team, if they will not be a free agent in 2022, they will all be free agents in 2023 at this point. So if this doesn't work out in 2021 and 2022, the whole team can leave and Derek Fisher can leave too. Everybody can just leave everybody and can leave. they can just, they, yeah, everybody can just leave and they can just do whatever they want with the Sparks. That's basically where they're, the way they're setting this up. And so let me run down this. I want to play a game with you because you can only have 12 players at a time on a WNBA roster. It's another debate whether they should have 15 because, you know, to only have 144 players in this league, it's tough. Mm-hmm. But the most realistic way to get more players in the league is for expansion. And we've talked about that before. You know, we've said we'd like to see Philly and Houston and the Bay Area and yeah, all Bay of these Area. different places have teams, maybe even Toronto. Mm-hmm. But let me do this. So. I'm going to say this person's name and you tell me if they're going to make the team or not. Neko Gumake. Uh,
1: of course.
0: Krista Tolliver. Uh,
1: of course.
0: Erica Wheeler. Of
1: uh, Of course.
0: Brittany Sykes.
1: What are we at, five
0: right now? I'm at four. Brittany Sykes. Yes. Amanda Zowie B. Yes. Chenea Gumake. Yes. All right, that's six, and five of those have protected contracts. Protected contracts, Nekka Gumake, Christy Tolliver, Erica Wheeler, Amanda Zowie B., and Chenea Gumake. They are protected contracts. You cut them, and you can't even replace them on the roster spot. They're making the team. We both agree that Brittany Sykes is making the team. That's six already. That's six already. Okay. Simone Augustus.
1: Yes. If she wants to play, she'll play.
0: Exactly. Clearly. Clearly she yes. wants to play. So, so yeah. that's seven. She has a training camp deal right now, so they'll have to translate that over on opening day. Okay. How about Sydney Weiss? Is she making uh, your team? Yes.
1: Yes. Yes. I think okay. So
0: we're, so we're at eight. Mm-hmm. Taya Cooper. Is she making your team?
1: Yes, yes, she has to.
0: That's nine. That's nine. So we already got nine people who we both agree are complete locks to make this roster, barring something crazy happening. Okay? Mm -hmm. So that's nine locks. And I didn't even mention the youngest player on the roster. You know who the youngest player on the Sparks is still? Maria. Maria Vadiva. Is Maria Vadiva making your roster?
1: Uh, Yeah, when she comes back. Because you know, she's starting off over six, she, she's starting off right. Over, over, yeah, so yeah, yes.
0: But from what I know, you have to carry her through. So okay. let's just say she's a part of your 12. Okay. So that's 10. Yeah, that's so 10. now you got five players going for two spots. We haven't even mentioned TRP. So you have TRP, Gulich, Holmes, Anigwe. Nia coffee, and a rookie?
1: I think Bria, uh, because it seems like Fish hand-picked her. I think um, she would have to pick up in training camp. Now, that last spot going to be a dogfight. For that very, very last spot, I have no idea. That last spot is going to be fight.
0: It's probably going to have to be a way because our contract is so good.
1: I mean probably gonna if, have to be if,
0: Christina Negwe.
1: I mean, yeah, but what if you get in camp and you you know you get like a rookie, especially like I said, you had a really, really weird year. Peep teams, you know, didn't get to mm-hmm. fully, you know, finish out their season. So what if you get in camp and it looked like a rookie just blazing it up? Then what you gonna do? Let them go.
0: Well, if you wanted to do that, let me see if they have enough money. Because this is the thing right now, and so they have enough money to have. Everybody that you mentioned, minus Holmes, they can have Neca Tolliver, Wheeler, Zowie B, cheney Brittany Sykes, TRP, Weiss, Simone Augustus, Taya Cooper, Maria Vediva, Anigwe, and $62,000 left which cannot afford you a first round pick, but can afford you a second or third round pick or an undrafted rookie. Mm. So to get Bria Holmes, honestly, Bria Holmes money slots more into where Augustus is. It does. I don't know if you can, I don't know if you can put Holmes into a Nigway slot money wise. We have a if you if you want to have twelve players, we have and I think you got to have twelve players because Neca is taking the regular max and not the super max, and I'm sure she's not taking the regular max just for them to have eleven players. Brittany Sykes is not taking this great deal, which Derek Fisher acknowledged and shout out to Brittany Sykes for you know doing the team a solid. They're not taking these deals to have eleven players. So you're so- supposed to have twelve.
1: So I'm going to ask you a question because we do have a comment uh, that Mm -hmm. says cut TRP and save 90 K on the cap. Um, I'm going to give you the floor. Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, we both love TRP. She's been great, but Mm -hmm. um, is that something that with this current roster construction and with the way it's looking out that you think might happen? And would that be something that you would be willing to do?
0: I don't think the Sparks want to cut TRP. If anything, TRP is, in my opinion, she's not a cuttable player. Remember back when they had Jontel Lavender a couple years ago, and Jontel Lavender, a couple years before that, she'd been an all-star, but she was making too much to be on this team, plus she was going to be like the sixth big on the roster, and she probably would have played more than some of the lower players like Vadiva and Brown, but still. So I think, if anything you are going to trade TRP more than waive her. Now, a candidate to be waived, I think, is Marie Gulich. Like, straight up, I think you can waive her. But I don't I, I don't know. I think they're going to end up keeping TRP, personally. And I think that Bria Holmes and Nia Coffey and whoever else doesn't make this team, I think they have a great opportunity to show themselves in preseason. And if they are in the right mindset, they may end up back on the Sparks at another point in the season or somewhere else in the league. I think that every player invited to the Sparks training camp can find a spot in the league because I think the Sparks, even with their 13th, 14th and 15th players, I think some of those players are better than some teams 11th and 12th. Yeah, didn't Chris so, like
1: just have like a thirty and th- 30? 37, yeah, like, yes, yeah, 37, Yes, yes, right. like And and her in
0: salary China, right? is no. I don't think she's in China. I think she's in um, Turkey, Tur-
1: well, somewhere over there, the stat somewhere line in Europe.
0: Yes, yes, yes. It was stat line, yes. yes. line is crazy. But so they have they have, all of these players on the Sparks, even Gulich can have a spot as a eleventh or twelfth player on someone's roster, but. The Sparks are just going to have to make some decisions. And yes, I agree with you that Derek Fisher handpicked Holmes to be on the team and to be you know, in the camp and everything. But when it comes down to it, if you know that you have to continue to hold your identity as the third best defense in the league, you have to hold that identity. If nothing else... The Sparks have to play defense as they move forward and try to incorporate everybody into this offense. They have to play defense. And so, yeah, I suppose Holmes or coffee could show in a couple weeks that like their defense is just as good as TRP. And because they're taller and longer, you know, by an inch or two that, and they may be more consistent three point shooters that they could be better players for the Sparks, I suppose. But, I think this more likely scenario, in my opinion, is that you just find yourself someone who is more similar to Holmes and Coffee in the draft. Because I've talked about this before, and you and I have acknowledged this. Like all of these players who are going to be drafted, if not all conference, all Americans. Yeah. All of them. Okay.
1: No. Right. 30 spots. Everybody can play.
0: Exactly. And so if the Sparks are going to be drafting two picks in the second round, by my count, one of those players could probably make this final roster.
1: I think youth will be good for them anyway.
0: You know, but th- but then there's a whole other debate that says, well, why don't you cut TRP and then you can have room for two rookies? Now, I think two rookies might be too many for the Sparks because we saw them with two rookies the first year we covered the team when they had Brown and Marina Mabry, and neither one of them played. And they they were roster spots, but neither one of them played. I suppose they did things in practice, but it didn't really benefit the Sparks to have two rookies. I think one max. I think last year it was good for them just to have Cooper because everybody could rally around her teach her uplift her and move forward.
1: The reason why I would disagree is because I think in those previous two years you came into the season and you had championship aspirations and you had a little bit more of a veteran laid roster I think mm-hmm. that right now you know you're not you not you didn't you're not fully rebuilding obviously because you signed neck you still have Janay, uh, so you still have uh, that fabric left over but at the same time I do think that you are retooling and you are also preparing for the future. So if you wanted to get younger and get two rookies, I wouldn't be mad at that because, again, I still think that right now you can you can still win, but I don't think it's as championship-robust uh, like mentally maybe they had came into some of those previous seasons thinking it was.
0: Yeah. I just think, you know, it's a shame that – Well, I mean, I'm saying – yeah, it's a shame to have to make these decisions, but, you know, it's a shame that, you know, just a couple thousand dollars is what'll make these decisions, though. See what I'm saying? Like, because in if the salaries were the same, I mean, if the salaries were the same, would you pick TRP or Bria Holmes? That's a question for you and a question for whoever else is watching right now.
1: I would say TRP, personally.
0: But the salaries are different. And so now some people could say that Holmes is more valuable because she makes $20,000 less.
1: Yeah, and that money can be used elsewhere.
0: Right, and that money can be used to get your first-round pick in.
1: So what did Bria Holmes shoot from the field?
0: She's not that much better of a three-point shooter than TRP. I'll let you look it up, but I believe I looked and career is like 29%, if I'm remembering off the top of my head.
1: shot 33% last year from three, but that's on taking like 1.7%. So she's not even really. She shot 35% from the field. Yeah, I just keep TRP.
0: If that's what it's going to be. But the thing about Brian Holmes is Brian Holmes is 6'3". Brea Holmes is 6'3". You want a 6'3 guard. You want a 6'3 wing. Like, that would give them so much more versatility because they got a lot of below-average height players on the team right now. And that's fine. And they all can hoop. And I'm not saying that, you know, Wheeler's height is – or Tolliver's height or Cooper's height or even Sykes's height is really a disadvantage. I don't think it is. But there's something special about having a 6'3 wing yeah. They don't grow, they don't grow on trees. Like I mean, eventually no, I think that's going to be the league is yeah, that, you yeah. know, you're going to have a lot of six, two, six, three, six, four players playing every single position and just doing everything. And then you'll have like those outliers where players are five, eight or players are six, seven.
1: Yeah. And that, and that uh does go along with Fisher's thing, which, which was, he said the word 900 times. Right. The- and being active and being long and um, you know being able to switch and, and you know being able to guard multiple uh, positions on the court. So mm-hmm. a type of player like Bria does fit completely in line with what he wants to do. Which right. again, which is which, which which again is why I'm saying I don't just think he was blindly signing people. I think he clearly had a vision. And everyone he signed, even bringing back Necker, even bringing back Sinead, you know the people mm-hmm. who we who, who we brought back. I still think that. Uh, they fit into what he wants to do. He didn't just bring her back just because, like, you played here last year and you're NECA come back. Like, no, I think he has a clear goal for NECA and a clear vision for um, who she is and also where she can grow as a player and how she can fit into his system.
0: My only critique would be is I feel like a couple of the protected contracts, you might have possibly been able to pay them a little bit less so you could easily afford TRP and keep your first round pick because it's just it's just like a couple dollars difference right now that's what I'm saying like I just wish they would have figured out how to just just set aside just like five more thousand dollars they don't even need that much just like three I I think you could have paid Erica Wheeler three thousand less and she's making 180 Approximately, I think you could have paid her three thousand less. Amanda B is making one thirty-five. Approximately, I think you could have paid her three thousand less. That's fair. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying you pay. I'm not saying NECA should have took anything less. I'm not saying Janae should have took anything less. Shout out to her first of all for the shirt, and then shout out to her for the DoorDash deal. Have you heard about that? I
1: have heard about the DoorDash deal.
0: Shout out. So to shout out to that. her. So that and that's what I'm saying. I have these uh, personal discussions with people all the time. When I say, like, you know, a couple thousand dollars isn't really going to make or break these players when you can put together the proper roster. Because a lot of these players have multiple income streams, just like you yeah. and I. Like, we don't just get our money from one source of income, right? Mm-hmm. When was the last time you only got your money from one source of income, pal? Uh,
1: early 20s, probably.
0: Right years and years and years ago. And these players are the same. These players are making it a lot of them from playing in two different leagues. They're making it from businesses they have outside of this. They have growing endorsements and things like that. So they can make, you know, these concessions to put together a proper team. And also the other thing I would say about TRP is TRP has some pretty good relationships with some of the existing players on this team
1: that that was that was that was one of the reasons why I was going to get into I don't think cutting her is a thing because I do still think I think about locker room chemistry right like it and to me it seems from everything that I've seen like she has great relationships with people in the locker room so you don't want to mess too much Mm -mm. with the fabric especially when you lose two uh big figures like a Candace and losing um a uh Chelsea, you don't want to play too much with the fabric of the um locker room, so that was one of the reasons why. Also, I thought keeping her should
0: have you know. Let, let's not let's not act like you know it was only we're only one season removed from Elena Beard saying that TRP should have been Defensive Player of the Year, and this was when Elena Beard was coming off being Defensive Player of the Year two years in a row, yeah. Like, we're just coming off that, we're just coming off TRP. The year that we saw Sykes have when she got on second team all defense, TRP's defense was just as good as that. The first season, yeah, I agree. So TRP easily could have been on second team defense in her first season with the Sparks.
1: It's just Britney scores more, so you you
0: right, yeah. We've talked about that before. Like you got to have the total stats to be considered on those teams because a lot of people are just you know you got to have the minute you got to have the minutes too.
1: The minutes, you know, and, 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 you know, PPG is just the thing that people look at the most. So if you averaging 12 points and you playing on um, defense, it might get noticed more because throughout the course of the game, you're doing more in offense that people notice you more on defense, as opposed to if you average six, but you playing great defense, mm-hmm. it may go overlooked a little bit.
0: A couple other things I want to add before we get out of here. So I do want to say that I like the pairing of NECA and Janae started because when you have Janae, who is like a career 55% shooter from the field, and NECA, who is like a career 54-ish percent shooter from the field. Like, that's a pretty good start to your starting lineup that they're making way more shots than missing. Okay, there's, I mean, there's, that's why we keep stats. If they have played years and years and years and they just continue to make shots, however it happens, like, they're obviously good at basketball.
1: My only <laughs> – the only caveat I have with that is it seems like Fish wants to run a lot of pick and roll. With pick and roll, you need space. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I know NECA can hit a jumper. I've seen multiple evidence of it. But Shanae, I don't know what her jumper looks like.
0: She's working on it.
1: But I don't know what it looks like. So, that's my only caveat with both of those starting. Why I would probably go with Zowie B over Shanae and bring Shanae as my first big off the bench just to spread the floor. And because again, if we want to have driving lanes for people to get downhill, you don't want to get down here and the paint's clogged. You
0: well, there's going to gonna be it. opportunity for, there's going to be a time when Shanae and Zowie B are going to have to start together because at That's some fair. point, at some point they're going to have to let NECA go to the Olympics.
1: That's like fair. she's
0: not just going to leave the day before, the break starts
1: that's fine i have no caveat with that either i just think that zowie b because of her ability to to uh spread the floor i think Mm -hmm. that if you bring her over you you now again Sinead can play starter minutes it's fine she can play starter minutes but i think starting off with the way that it seems to me that he's described the way he wants the offense to look Mm -hmm. especially and also she's what six what is she six six five Six five, yeah, six five. So defensively, she can still do this. She covering mm-hmm. up half the rim, taller yeah. than basically everybody on the court. So again, with with the way that he's described it, he wants to play. Zaya would be uh, the person that, that I would want to start. And mm-hmm. Shanae, go win six woman of the year. I,
0: mean, I don't, I can't debate you about that. But the only counter would be is that when. Chiné and Necca started together Chiné was about sixteen and nine so she's a totally different player as a starter she's significantly better as a starter and if you know she games huh
1: but but did they win those games
0: I think they were winning back then yeah the first season yeah they were winning okay yeah they weren't they weren't losing every single game okay they had started to get it together with Candace out and they were starting to you know, figure it out before Candace even came back.
1: That's fair.
0: And so if she is, this is the thing, like if anybody on this team is going to realize what her flaws to her game are, it's going to be her. All she does is watch basketball for a living. She talks about it all the time. She watches it all the time. Now she's training every day for hours a day. And so she has the ability to self-analyze her game. And she knows to be an effective player in the W now, she has to be able to shoot threes. She knows to be an effective player in the W now, she has to be able to, you know, ISO and drive to the hoop and get fouled. She knows to be an effective player in the game, she has to rebound. She knows all these things. She knows she has to play with energy. She has to play with joy and passion. She knows all these things. And so, yeah, If you can get her to about 25, 26 minutes a game, that's fine. Nneka's going to play 30-something. Zowie B is still going to get a lot of minutes. And then there's going to be occasional games when, for some reason, some of them don't play. NECA has Olympic duties. Janae might need a game off every once in a while because, I mean, she does have multiple jobs. Okay, Zowie B might need a game off. And then you still got Inigwe who's going to work to earn time, especially before Vadiva gets here. And when Vadiva gets here, you got to play her. She's starting on that team in Russia. That's, like you have to play Vadiva when she comes.
1: That's, that's, that's another, well, I still think they're a little bit lost. Like if, you're in, but not
0: play, if you're not playing her, you might as well suspend her this season.
1: Suspend is such a strong word.
0: Well that's what that's what that's their language for somebody not playing. The Diva was suspended last season when she didn't come over. Her contract was suspended.
1: Fair, fair. But no, I I just I just I just think that in 2021, starting two predominantly post players. I don't like to look at that, especially with the way that he described
0: NECA's he not a post player like that, no bro, bro. She's not. She's not. NECA's 6'2, barely.
1: Yeah, but she's think-
0: not a post player like that. She's just I- been playing in the post. Okay, NECA can shoot.
1: I know, I know that, I know that she can shoot, but you don't want, in my opinion, you don't want NECA going out there taking four or five threes a game. I don't, think why not? Just, I don't think that's the best. Five I threes, think I don't think that's the, I don't, she's really gonna make two. The-
0: if NECA takes five threes, she's gonna make two and shoot
1: 40%. I just personally don't think that's the best, NECA Gumake. Taking going out there shooting four, five, and I mean, three. No, next. it's
0: not because she's because inside she can shoot sixty percent. Yes, I would
1: rather,
0: yes. But I would I,
1: st- I, would, I would, I would personally, personally, I want her thing. taking the
0: five threes and the normal inside shots she takes too.
1: I mean, how many? I mean, yeah, but how many shots we got to go around at that point?
0: Got to go around the shots. Got to go around through Necker. I don't care how many shots I got to go around. The shots got to go through her. She has to take the most shots on this team. She needs to be the leading scorer on this team. She will be. Neca needs to dang near average 20 and 10. She should. And then you go from there. And then then you have Sykes averaging 16. And then you got Christy Tolliver at like 14 and a half. And maybe somebody off the bench that gets close to like 9 or 10 like Taya Cooper just because she comes in the game and just, you know, starts looking for opportunities to score. Zowie B, so you want Zowie B shooting five threes a game?
1: Yeah, what What else she had to do?
0: <laughs> what else she gonna do?
1: But no, no, I'm saying like you bring her here to shoot threes a game, yeah. the game when she scored 37, then she hit like eight and a half. Yes, that's what you bring her here to do. Yes, I want her shooting all the threes and I will prefer. Obviously, NECA has to get her looks, obviously, because she has to get her looks, but I would prefer NECA being the person who more so dominates the 15-50 area and dominates the paint, me personally but
0: that's just me. I'm about to look up something crazy. All right. So let me see. Let me get this to load up right. I think the second to last time the Sparks lost at home was the Zowie B game. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. The Sparks haven't lost in Staples since since June 18. 2019
1: staples because that you're right And
0: staples so yes i want zowie b shooting threes i want everybody shooting threes i want t i want, t- I want trp you. shooting threes
1: again again well I've, again i've like I've everybody like,
0: on this team better shoot if you if you are not a willing three-point shooter do not play on the sparks in 2021
1: again we've been through even chinead
0: needs to shoot threes
1: if, i agree i think that. but again we've we've been through this with the wmba It's everybody, especially the taller players, should probably be shooting more threes.
0: Probably. Look.
1: Because they probably have an easier shot.
0: Derek Fisher won't say it, but I'm going to say it. What they need to be doing is if they're not scoring, if you're not shooting in the paint, you need to be shooting a three. If it's not a layup or a, a really close shot in the paint, you need to shoot a three.
1: I think Christie should be one of the really like the only guard with like mid-range. privileges.
0: Well, Christy Tolliver is Christy Tolliver. She can do whatever she wants.
1: Exactly. Exactly. She can do whatever she wants. Like certain
0: certain players can do whatever they want. Her and you like know.
1: Simone. Are yes. And even, even
0: Simone. Simone technically led the league in three-point percentage last season. I remember
1: that. Fifty-four percent. Yeah. I remember
0: that. Shoot threes. Like be conscious of where you shoot the ball from. Like you don't have to do like the old school break you down mid range game anymore. Like that's great that you can do it, but start to break down a little farther out so it ends at the three point line. You know what I'm saying? Don't start it at the three point line and then break them down and have a 15 footer.
1: No, nah, long, long, like long tools. as in tools, when people foot are on the line or like just in front of the most annoying shot in basketball. Like, bro, just step back one. Just step. Just literally take take one step back and shoot that same shot.
0: If Goolidge makes this team, she needs to shoot threes. If Christina Nigwe makes this team, she needs to shoot threes. Every single player on this team needs to shoot threes.
1: Hey, hey, man, from what I've seen of Christine shot, it look decent.
0: That's what I'm saying. Look decent. Don't She's 6'4. Bad. She, no, she can shoot wrong. threes. She's 6'4. She can shoot threes.
1: I agree. I think that but Liz Cambay
0: shoots threes. I'm sure Brittany Griner be practicing threes too. Now, does she shoot them in a the game? No. no. But Brittany Griner is 6'9. So she gets an exception. She is the only person in the WNBA that is exempt from shooting threes. Everybody else should be shooting threes. I agree. Every single other player should be shooting threes. And so this is the thing. Between now and the draft, the Sparks have to figure out two options. They have to figure out if they, for some reason, with their 10th pick, if for some reason they get just the most spectacular, best player, potential future starter at the 10th pick in the 2021 WNBA draft, the Sparks need a contingency plan right from then to keep that player on the team. So that's the first thing they have to do. And if that means they have to move on from some players, they gotta figure that out because they have to keep that option open. Or if they are committed to saying we are TRP or bust, then what they need to do is identify somebody who they can draft in the first round of the 2021 WNBA Draft And stash her. Draft and stash. Don't even make it a possibility that this first round pick gets to make the team. Draft and stash. And then you figure out what you can get in the second or third round. Whoever is the best player out of that, you get an opportunity to make the Sparks. But honestly, I wouldn't want to be drafted by the Sparks in 2021 because it's going to be real tough for a rookie to make this roster. Like, yeah, it's cool to say you got drafted by the Sparks and play in L.A., but, hey, draft me to the Fever. You want to make the NBA WNBA? Draft me to the Fever.
1: Yeah, I don't think (laughs) it's the most welcoming place at the moment for –
0: I don't even want to be drafted by the Dallas Wings.
1: They got too many – they got too many young players.
0: Too many young players and too many picks. Yeah. Don't draft me, Dallas Wings.
1: I don't think it's the most welcoming place because, again, I think the Sparks are in – a transitional period, but like...
0: Because they're not as bad as people think they are.
1: But, but, but also, listen, I, I think they're in a the transitional period, but one, they're not as bad as people think they are. And they have a coach and general manager who has a lot to prove. Like, he's trying to win basketball games. He's not looking at it as it's a transitional period. No, he's looking at it as in we're trying to win as many basketball games as we can.
0: Right, because you- honestly, this is... He probably has... Like two solid years before he really has to think like, is this it for me? Is this I working? Agree. Because after that, that'll be four years in the WNBA. That'll be two years as general manager. And again, right now, 2023, everybody's contract will be up.
1: And it'll say, What have you done?
0: What, right.
1: What have you done? Because what, what you- would be
0: the point of Christy Tolliver staying at that point? What would be the point of NECA staying at that point? Yeah. What would be the point of Anybody who wasn't on a rookie contract, staying at that point,
1: and then you got to rebuild a whole, a whole, a whole new everything at that point.
0: At that point, you would need like eight or nine players.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And there's nothing and to say. The there's nothing to right. There's and nothing then, to yeah. like. What are you going to do?
1: And then the media would would the, the media mm-hmm. would do their best to run them out of town.
0: No, at that point. no.
1: they already try now. Not us, right. but they
0: look. I tell, ta- I tell you this. I tell you this. I can go on record by saying this. GM Derek Fisher is not going to be the one that's going to cut Simone Augustus. Yeah,
1: I agree with
0: that. <laughs> so that's one person who's making the team. It's not a guaranteed contract, but it basically is. Making the team. Right, Simone Augustus plays until Simone Augustus says she doesn't want to play. Especially when she signed for the veterans minimum. Last season, she made double that. She said, if you have room for me, I would like to play. They have room for her, therefore she's going to play. And again, so many of these players have team-friendly contracts. Simone Augustus has a team-friendly contract. Brittany Sykes has a team-friendly contract. Even Neka Agumake has a team-friendly contract. Chennai has a team-friendly contract. Because if Chanae can get her own DoorDash commercial, National, the first non-basketball commercial for the WNBA in a decade, She could have got a max contract. Let's be honest. Just off the marketability that she would give to your team. She was worth a max. Now, yes, she's getting her money other ways and shout out to her, but she's worth a max. We've had this discussion before. So many of these players are worth a max. Brittany Sykes is worth more than what she got paid. Chenea is worth more than she got paid. Simone Augustus, just off institutional knowledge, is worth more than she got paid. NECA is worth a supermax. But for all that to happen, you have 11 players. And that's just not what they want. That's not what Derek Fisher wants. That's not what the team wants. They want to have 12 players. They want to be able to practice. They want to be able to say that the league has 144 players and not 139 because five teams decided to carry 11.
1: That was hilarious by the way. That, that one says that league carry 140. But no, but no, you're right. It's you need- That's what I'm saying.
0: I mean, oh, we, we got the best 139 players. That don't sound right. It, yeah,
1: it's, it's not it's not as No, not,
0: that's not that's not a part of the marketing need- pitch. The marketing need- pitch <laughs> is that it's 144 players. <laughs>
1: yeah, you need like, yeah.
0: Every team needs to have 12 players and they will by the end of the season because at the end of the season you get A little bit more money to to free up because you're not paying the full person salary so by the end everybody will have 12 but they need to have 12 in the start
1: but 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 rounding it out a couple things i want to talk about uh one when do you think the season will start
0: two Mm.
1: will the spark season start in staples center because we got to remember if they start at regular time
0: I got one other thing I want to throw at you before that. But yeah, I, I I don't know exactly when the season's going to start, but I will say the season is contingent upon the Olympics. Once we know if the Olympics are happening or not, then they can set the WNBA schedule. They cannot set the schedule without knowing if the Olympics are going to start because they have to have that break in there, which is almost a whole month for the Olympics because the Olympics are currently scheduled at the beginning of August. And so you need a little bit of time for your international players and your American players to get over there. And then you need a little bit of time for them to come back. So you have a month break. And even outside of that month, you may have players miss a couple games. So you got to have that break. And so.
1: But also with the Sparks, they're in a very unique situation because we mm -hmm. have to remember, you know, you have the Lakers and you have the Clippers. They might be deep in playoff runs. Which is which is why I asked, does the Sparks season, if let's say they do start the season on time, does mm-hmm. it start in Los Angeles? Like does it start with the Sparks playing in LA? Or is this a weird year where like they might start off playing in what was it, Long Beach? I think that they
0: Well, they're not Long going Beach? back to Long Beach because that was Penny's old school. That's done. Okay. That was okay. Penny's connection. They're not okay. going back to Long Beach. Okay. Okay. I mean, maybe they probably still got the same connections, but they don't need to go back to Long Beach. No, I think they have to start in LA. This is the WNBA's 25th season path. You can't start your 25th season in Long Beach at the pyramid. And now, starting for the LA Sparks in the 25th season at the Long Beach Pyramid. Yeah, that was Captain Necker. No, that sounds stupid.
1: I'm just saying. So like scheduling the the, 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 the schedule. Who
0: owns, who owns the WNBA?
1: The NBA.
0: Okay, then. Figure it out. If you have to have three games on one night on the same court, you figure it out. You have a triple header. You know how quick it is to pull up that court. You have a triple header. You definitely can have double headers there because That's you've seen clear. them. You yeah. could easily have doubleheaders double-header.
1: there. You
0: have a and a and by the time the season starts, they will still have limited capacities for crowds.
1: This just true. Should be like yeah.
0: so. It's not like you have to clear out twenty thousand people. This is true. And get them back in. So no, they need okay. to start at Staples. This they need true. to play every single game at Staples. This is true. If they got to play at eight o'clock at night, or they got to play at noon. Do whatever you got to do. But every single game has to be at Staples because that's where they play. That's where the Sparks home is. That's where the other players from the WNBA, that's where they want to play too. They want to play at Staples. Mm -hmm. Simone Augustus has talked about that. Oh, I always like playing at Staples. Zowie B, her career high is at Staples. Her career high is not at the Long Beach Pyramid. Shout out to Cal State Long Beach. But I'm saying it's not at the Pyramid. So they have to do that. They don't need to be playing games at the Galen Center on USC's campus. No. At Staples. If you can't play at Staples, don't play. Because I don't see them doing a bubble. They're
1: a wobble. A bubble They're not doing a wobble. not doing a bubble again.
0: So it's contingent upon the Olympics. And, so.
1: and let's say that they have a normal what was it, 34, 36-game schedule.
0: The season is supposed to be up to 36 because they were adding two games. Was it so 34? Say, so it's 34 or 36. I don't know off the top of my head. So, okay. so just
1: let's say they have a normal normal schedule. Yes. Normal schedule. Way too early predictions. We probably should not be predicting it because we don't even know what the final routes will be. But we're going to do it right now, right here. Uh-oh. If you had to put a record and say where they would finish on this Sparks team – What's their record, and where do they finish?
0: Where do they finish? Let me start with that. Well, they are not going to not make the playoffs. I am saying right now, not knowing the final roster, that the Sparks have the potential to end anywhere between fourth and seventh in the standings. And with that in mind, I'm going to say the Sparks at least have a 500 record. And so let's just say they play 34 games. I'm going to go ahead and give them I'm going to give them 20 and 14.
1: You took my answer. I was going to say 20 and 14. 20 and 14. I was going to say 20 and 14. 20 and 20 and 14 seems safe to me. Um I think that could be I think that's a I think that's a successful season.
0: That is a successful season because that's a four or five seed.
1: Yeah, because yeah, because it's gonna me, be a
0: lot of teams beating up on each other.
1: Yeah because I mean even if you look at the like projections I don't think a lot of people would have them at 24 and 14 you know some people have them yeah. one of the worst teams in the league people have them not in the uh, playoffs so I think if you come out here and you have a 20 and uh 14 season I think that's success I think that's a playoff berth um and I think they could make the second round at least to get to a uh yeah. series I think that I think they could yeah.
0: You got to also remember that like the Sparks have an amazing home court advantage at Staples. Yes. I mean they pretty much won every single game of 2019 at Staples.
1: Now I will say it may not be the same because like uh, uh like you said fan capacity, you know, that was
0: I think I'm Well they sure. will have I bet they will have fans, I guarantee you they, they will have will. fans they because will on April 1st they already yeah. going to have fans for baseball outside. Yeah. They and will so by have, the time they start inside, yeah, they're going
1: to They fans. will have fans. But I'm just saying, like Sparks game was some of the most highly attended games in the um, W. Like when other people were getting 5,000, they were getting like 10,000, 12,000, 13,000. So I don't know if the home court advantage will be the exact same because I don't know if the noise level will uh be
0: there. But um, yeah, but you know what else the home court advantage is? LA. It's that travel. Yes. It's that travel from 2,000 miles away.
1: This
0: is true. You got to fly 2000 miles and we're not even going to say, you know, how they're coming here. Whether it's, you know, business class, first class, if it's commercial, like you, let's just say you're flying commercial. On a red eye all the way to L.A. and then you got to play the Sparks. Come on, man, that's a dub for the Sparks. You on the red eye, that's a dub for the Sparks. (laughs) So that's what I'm saying. So let me throw this to you before we get out of here. So I thought Chenea Gumake made an interesting point. I asked her what she thought about people saying that the Sparks, you know, wouldn't be good. People saying that the Sparks would be low in the power rankings and that they might not even make the playoffs. And she made the analogy and kind of said, well, what did people think about the Utah Jazz before the season? Did they think that they were going to be the number one team in the league record wise? She said, you know, maybe sometimes, you know, you can have a team that has the accumulation of the best talent in this world, in the world, or you can have a great team that has an offensive captain and a defensive captain. Just, so do you see any synergies with the way the jazz are playing basketball and just shooting threes and just making threes and just doing whatever, whatever they want. And with the spark season?
1: Uh, my answer would be, I don't know. Uh- the reason the reason I'm gonna say I don't know is because the Jazz were a basketball team that had been together like three, four years. It's not like the Spark situation where you have a lot of new you have a lot of new integral pieces. The Jazz situation, Mike Conley was there and that was really the only new addition. Even like Derek Favors had been there previously. Now granted, yes, now granted, yes, he wasn't there last year, which I also think was the reason their defense slipped a little bit because you only had really one um you you you, you had one paint protector and not two. So my answer to that would be, I don't know. Now, as far as the offense, I get it. I think that they will run a lot of pick and roll, um, you know, get downhill. And I think he wants to shoot threes. So I think that you will see um, a lot of that. And I think the backcourt obviously has kind of that same little dynamic with um, Erica Wheeler and Chrissy Tolliver as can, can be comparable to a Donovan Mitchell and um, Mike Conley. But do I, is, are they going to play the same type of basketball? I'm not 1,000% sure, but I do think that it would be interesting, you know, and I think that the Sparks, again, are a team that based on uh, what people think about them, um, how down people are on them right now, even some of the fan base, you know, how down they are with Candace leaving and Chelsea leaving and people thinking, oh, it's over with, you know, even how down people um, make it on fish at times. I think that they definitely have the stage set for them to, um, surprise some people, but again, I will they be the Jazz? I don't know. I, I get the similarities, I get where she's going. It's just that the Jazz were a team that had been together. It's not like they just piece this team together this year and then they just like did what they did. Like, no, this team had been together for two or three years, and we're just seeing the uh culmination um, of you know, maybe some of that time spent together,
0: right? If now, if Zowie B was 7 2 like yeah. Rudy Gobert, you can talk about something different. If Zally B was grinder height or Zally B was Cambage height, sure.
1: Sure. I don't know about all that. I don't know, but I get how she came to that conclusion.
0: Right. And I think it's important to acknowledge that you can have a you know defensive captain in NECA and Sykes, and then you can have this offensive leader in Christy Tolliver. So I don't know. I just think that this Sparks team will be better than people think. I think that they have a balanced roster right now i think they have options i think this training camp will be great to see hopefully i can sneak in the gym watch it for a little bit because i think that and i don't think i will but i think that they'll have some great battles because they have so many options now i don't think the sparks have ever been this deep going into a training camp
1: i'm with you about defense though they have to defend they have to defend and they have to even be honestly, I think they should even be better. Defensive. Right.
0: And that's be. why you got to keep TRP. That's why you got to keep TRP. If if anything the sparks are gonna do from day one is gonna be defend. They, they can grow move. on defense as the season goes, but defense, as we both know, is a lot about effort.
1: Again, again, like yes. You never I-
0: had to coach TRP's effort.
1: Again, 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 yes, obviously, Candace was the you know, defensive player of the year last year. But in my humble opinion, call me crazy, I still think they probably got their three best defenders. Four, maybe. I mean, Sinead, she can rebound. You don't end the possession until you get the rebound. Right. And Sinead, again, I clearly remember in that Connecticut series. When she was the only one, the, the reason the, – the Hashtag
0: was, never forget.
1: Hashtag <laughs> never forget. She was the – everybody else, Jean Coyle looked like, look, looked like they saw a ghost. Shanae was the one out there still defending, still hustling, still playing. Yeah, but you
0: know what, though? That was her old team, though, man. So she she knew all about them. She I knew feel all you. about them. That I, was feel her old you.
1: Team. I feel you, but at the same time, I do think uh, Shanae is like just kind of a scraper. Like she yes. plays hard, she comes in, and immediately she gives you energy. Mm-hmm. That is one thing you know she's gonna give you when she gets in the game is energy right every single time. They still right. have Brittany Sykes, they still have TRP, they still have NECA, who maybe her defensive numbers might not show it, but usually she's right. always in the right position. Now she yeah. may not average three blocks, but that's because she don't jump after every shot.
0: Right. I'm looking at this roster right now, and you know, you know that. Wheeler's gonna give you energy. You know that Chane is gonna give you energy. You know that Sykes is gonna give you energy. You know that Cooper is gonna give you energy. You know that NECA is a constant. You know what I'm saying? You know that TRP for the most part is a constant. Sydney Weiss before she turned her ankle was looking like she, looking like she was worth double her contract. Yeah. She was looking like she was looking like she could have got a Sammy Wickham contract. Sammy Wickham just got 150. Sydney Weiss was looking like she could have got that. Cause she was knocking down them threes and don't sit up here and tell me that Sammy Wickham is just like twice as good as Sydney Weiss. No.
1: And I would challenge Zowie B to be one of the better help defenders in the league. Yeah. This uh, yeah. I would challenge her to, to do that because for one, I mean, you're going to be in the front line with NECA and, uh, and, uh, Sinead. So honestly, you just gonna have to clean up a lot of plays. That's mm-hmm. it. And you six five, right? I think you should be able to come over and clean up a lot of plays,
0: right? So six five if, with long arms too. She's not arms. a short. She's not a short six five
1: with long arms. So she should be able in my home opinion, to come over and clean up a lot of plays. It should be very difficult to score on the Sparks in the paint this season,
0: right? You even got somebody like a Nickway who is growing in confidence. We saw her like she fights. She energetic. She fights she's everybody bad. but Brittany Grinder. She fights.
1: And and also that was that's one a joke. Thing.
0: That was a joke, Christine. I'm sorry.
1: And also, yeah. and also that was and one I, thing. they made they made
0: up their friends, but no, what I'm saying is she's a tough player. Yeah, no, she's no, physical.
1: I'm, I'm saying, but no, no, I was gonna say like, like that was also one thing that fish alluded to when I asked him. I wish I had the full thing, I could pull it up uh, the full uh video. I, I don't I really wish I did, but he alluded to having you know tough, gritty, nasty players who want to come in, you know. Pick their lunch pail up or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. and go to work every day on defense.
0: Yes, every single person on this roster right now, I think, is tough. And that's not to say that previous rosters weren't, but there's no doubt that Cooper is, Anigwe is. There's no doubt that Holmes is hungry because what stood out about Bria Holmes is she basically said, and I won't even say without saying, she said that she didn't feel like she had somebody who believed in her before now she feels like she has Fisher who believes in her. So maybe that unlocks something in Bria Holmes, who was a former first-round pick. Maybe that unlocks something in her so she makes the roster. Same thing with Nia Coffey. We're going to talk to her later in the week, and she'll probably say similar things, that you know, it's great to have people who are going to believe in her, like Coach LT does. You got Wheeler, who has her own level of confidence, and she's always going to think of herself as that undrafted person, that unwanted player. And no matter what she's does, she's always gonna have that chip on her shoulder. And you don't want to take that off. Christy Tolliver is who she is, NECA is who she is, Simone is who she is. You got a player like Sydney Weiss, who is getting closer to contract time. Like it's time for Sydney Weiss to like show that she's she can be more than this because we've seen her start. At various times, two years in a row. And now, right now, it's looking like she's going to have to come off the bench. But I think Sydney Weiss can start in this league. I think she's proven that when she's healthy, she can start. So if she's going to be coming off the bench, she's got to play like a starter coming off the bench. Like they have options. Like, don't tell me that Sydney Weiss is not good enough to start in this league when she literally did it for 15 games in the Wubble and she was shooting 50% from three. You don't shoot 50% from three and not be a really good basketball player. Sydney Weiss wants to make an all-star team at one point in her career. That's a goal for her. And so that's a long-term thing that eventually, if she's going to make an all-star team, she's going to have to be a starter. So she's going to have to play like one now. So, I mean, they just got hungry players. Simona Justice has said it. They got hungry players. These players want to be great. And I think that 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 is something you just can't measure. You can't measure someone's desire. There's no stat for desire.
1: Not even just that they want to be great. I think that, again, like I've said multiple times, everybody who's here, they want to be here. Like right they they want to be here and they want to play under Fisher's system, so I don't think they right. have any trouble getting anybody to buy in because he signed them all. <laughs> I don't think only that's only
0: one player on this team was acquired through a trade, and that was Enigwe.
1: And didn't he trade for? Her? Yes, exactly. So it's like everybody on the roster he put him here.
0: There's a couple couple people drafted, but yeah, everybody has purposely either re-signed here they or here on purpose yes so even Tay cooper had to sign with the sparks exactly they she signed. didn't have to sign with the sparks
1: is exactly. that everybody who's here is here on purpose and i think that will make a huge difference um this season i also think that will make a huge difference again not saying people didn't buy in in previous years not mm-hmm. saying that but i think that uh it'll make a difference just knowing that for both parties everybody right. knowing that yo You know what? Coach me the way you want to coach me because clearly I'm here. So I want you to coach me that way.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And And I'll leave it at that.
0: Yeah. No, I feel you. I feel you on that. I think it'll be interesting to see what the Sparks do. I think it'll be very telling. So pay attention to what the Sparks do in this draft. Like if they draft somebody in the first round who you think could have been a top five pick, then that young lady is probably going to have inside track on making this roster. And that means some other things are going to have to shake out. But if they go international, then you think like, oh, they really are trying to give, you know, TRP or Holmes or Nia Coffey a real shot at making this roster. So pay attention to what they do in the draft. I think that's going to be the next thing that's going to show how WNBA free agency versus Sparks shakes out. And then training camp, we'll just have to see what they do. I mean, they'll have 15 players going for 12 spots. And as we discussed, nine, if not 10 of the spots are already taken. So it's going to be tough, but that's what you play for. You play for the opportunity. That's all they want. They know that this is the league of the 144 best players. They know that. So they just had to get in a training camp. And what better training camp to get in than the Sparks? Like, if you believe that you are one of the 144 best players in the league, why would you not want to play for the Sparks? Why would you not want to play for somebody with five NBA championships who, when he recruited you, is telling you that, like, I believe that you can be better than you've shown yourself to be previously? That's part of the pitch to every single one of these players. Zowie B. said she liked that when he told her, well, you can be better. I mean, and like I
1: that. agree with him. And I want them to agree with him. And like I said, yes. I would challenge her to be one of the best help defenders and the best rep protectors in the league this season. Block everything. You should, you and
0: and, don't be worried about your fouls because you get six fouls in the WNBA. Don't be worried about fouling out.
1: And look, most of defense is honestly help defense anyway. Like I said, Mm -hmm. she'll probably always be playing with either Shanae or NECA. I can't really imagine many scenarios in which she won't,
0: right? And then that means she's not going to be primary, you're right,
1: exactly. So that means you should be coming over and erasing everything, in Mm -hmm. my opinion.
0: So, hey. That sound like a good nickname for her. hopefully we can tell her that that's gonna be her new nickname the eraser Zowie how we be <laughs> but all right y'all it's been the spark report john w davis and Pavy. Pavi, you got any projects that we need to know about uh, what is what is yeah. the next song that we're trying to help you get to the next milestone on spotify with the streaming
1: um so soft lips the song where i actually mentioned the sparks in soft lips i think it's at almost twenty thousand on spotify Oh so wow, like, no YouTube. Actually, crazy enough, yo. I ordered Postmates and the Postmates driver knew who I was. It's like, bro, wow. I learned soft lips. I'm like, Thank you, bro. That's did you I order it me. as
0: Pavi? Like, do you order your food as Pavi? So, yeah,
1: well, it's like my name, but it says Pavi World in the middle. So, like, if you if you see or oh, okay. if you like know yes. my YouTube, you probably know that this is probably like who's just going around named Pavy right. World.
0: But so between soft lips and what was the first single?
1: Uh Letter to My Exes.
0: You almost got a hundred thousand streams between those got two it. songs. So.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's pretty a, good. So that's great. So any of you guys that went out there and listened, I appreciate it. It's also International Women's Day. My homegirl texted me like, "It's International Women's Day. You didn't yep. say anything about it. I actually wasn't thinking about it, but it's International Women's Day. So uh shout out that's all my, the women. That's my shirt. Uh, yeah. So shout out all the women. We thoroughly appreciate um everything that you guys do for the world, not guys. Everything that you ladies. Do for the world and Most uh, definitely. God bless you all.
0: And it's Women's History Month too, so there you go. It's y'all month, so appreciate y'all, John W. Davis and Pavi Peace.